We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app this past week dominion voting systems lawsuit against fox news grabbed some headlines after text messages from the cable channel's primetime host and others were released to the public. Those messages show a contradiction between how the host privately felt about the election fraud campaign pushed by then-President Donald Trump and what they publicly said to the nightly audience on the air. And what does this revelation mean for the impending lawsuit? Will this hurt or help the Fox hosts in the long run? What does this mean for journalism as a whole? That's what I had. That was my first question. To help answer some of these questions, we've invited Jane Kirtley, the director of the University of Minnesota's Silas Center for the Study of Media, Ethics, and Law. She joins us now on the John Schuster Colwell Banker Hotline. Good evening, Professor. Thank you for coming on with us. Pleasure to be with you. Well, I've had the opportunity to meet with you in person over the years, and you are truly a gem. You are incredible in terms of information. And I, first of all, in reading this story, when I read it, and then I heard we, that you were coming on. I thought I have to ask her her gut reaction, your first impression when you read some of this information and what you thought in your heart professionally. Well, let me let me tell you what my immediate reaction was. I've been following this lawsuit from its very beginning, and I've always thought that Dominion was going to have a very hard time meeting the actual malice standard, being able to show that Fox knew or had reason to know that what it published was not true, because so much of the lawsuit is based on the commentary by pundits, and I figured it would be protected by the opinion privilege. When I read this 192-page filing, I was stunned, because I can't say it's a slam dunk for Dominion at this point, but they have made an excellent case that, in fact, Fox knew, or at least certainly should have known, that a lot of the stories that they were telling about voter fraud simply were not true. Let's go back for just a minute. So let's go to the election. Let's let our listeners know what happened that night and what has been revealed in this lawsuit. So the election is over. President Joe Biden has won. And what's happening at Fox Network and what got us to this point? Well, part of what was happening was that there was a real divide, I think, between what I would call the traditional news side of Fox and the punditocracy. The news side were saying it really looks like this is a win for Joe Biden, that uh, Mr. Trump has not prevailed. And, you know, we're getting ready to start calling it for um, President Biden, soon to be President Biden. 
And meanwhile, um, the uh, people that are on the commentary side are getting emails and phone calls from people in the Trump campaign that are trying to convince them that, in fact, massive voter fraud has occurred, and they're skeptical. They're saying they're they're calling these people names. They're calling them idiots. They're calling them um, people that are, are really off base. And then comes the word that some of the Fox faithful viewers are turning away from Fox and going to alternative sources like Newsmax, which are still uh, repeating the Trump campaign's version of events. So there are flurried emails and conversations among the Fox management about, well, what should we do? We're losing our viewers. How do we get them back? And the answer is to give them the information they want to hear, that what turned out to be the false information that they wanted to hear. So, I mean, all this didn't happen that very first night. It happened in the next few days as the allegations became greater and greater from the Trump campaign that there had been massive voter fraud. But what the theme I see through all of these documents is that essentially the people in Fox, from Rupert Murdoch on down, knew that there had been no massive voter fraud. And there were people within the management who were saying to the commentators, you've got to stop um, giving space to people like Sidney Powell, one of Trump's uh, lawyers who was peddling this information. And even some of the hosts themselves, like Cavuto, were saying, I can't in good conscience let her continue to talk, referring to one of the president's uh, spokespeople, because she's simply not telling the truth. So there was this tremendous conflict going on within the organization and even among um, the both the news people and the commenters themselves about how best to address this situation. But what is pretty clear to me is that never at any time did anybody there really believe that there was massive voter fraud? And one of the questions was, why did they allow people to come on their shows and say that was true when they knew that it wasn't? To me, as a news person, I feel like the ramifications of this are great. And maybe, maybe not. Maybe we've become such a dulled society that we don't really care anymore. But it seems that authentic journalism based on the facts. Um, where is that? You know, you ha- and I think that Donald Trump, I really believe this, that he sullied the, he sullied the waters, you know, fake news. And, and then you have Fox with this situation. So it does kind of, does it not shatter your confidence in what's real and what's not real? Well, nothing has scattered my, shattered my confidence in what's real or what's not. But what I am concerned about is what appears to be um, a, a coordinated effort on the part of Fox in the days immediately following the last election, or, or rather the 2020 election, um, to peddle a false story primarily for ratings when they knew it was false. Now, one of their responses in their papers has been they had to allow um, – you know, uh, spokespeople for the Trump campaign to come on and talk, that that was a matter of importance for the public. And they've even argued under a theory that isn't accepted by most states, but it is a theory that says that, that there's a value. It's called neutral reportage in allowing authoritative people to be heard, even if you disagree with them, even if you have reason to know that what they're saying isn't true. And they are arguing that if Dominion wins, they're going to be 
stopped and other news organizations will be stopped from publishing uh, people that are taking controversial viewpoints. But I honestly don't think that that is what is going on here. Nobody's saying you can't have controversial people come and express their opinions. Opinions, the U.S. Supreme Court says, can neither be true nor false. We, we count on other people, other facts, other statements to outweigh opinions that are mistaken or, or ill-informed. But what you can't do is tell lies um, to represent facts in ways that you know are not true. And in that sense, there's nothing new about anything that's going on here if you just look at it from a legal perspective. But what I'm seeing here is a very clear case of an extremely cynical uh, approach on the part of Fox. Again, assuming that what is in these documents is accurate. Fox insists that Dominion cherry-picked comments and took them out of context. We may have to wait for the trial later this year to find out which a jury is going to believe. Our guest is Professor Jane Kirtley, director of the University of Minnesota's Silas Center for the Study of Media Ethics and Law. We are talking about a lawsuit that was filed by Dominion Voting Systems against Fox News, uh, dealing with the information that was coming out post-2020 uh, Trump-Biden election. I understand as well, Professor, that the amount of money that Dominion is seeking is also apparently being called into question by Fox and kind of wanting to know, is it $1.6 billion they want? Yes, yes. Well, and of course, one thing that always needs to be remembered in any lawsuit is that the figure that you put in as your damages is is somewhat of a a speculative figure, and who knows whether a jury would ever award that. They'd have to find liability in the first instance, and, and we're a long way from that as yet. Um, But you're right, Fox is taking the position that Dominion was never worth anywhere near that amount of money and that part of their argument, that is Dominion's argument, is that the reporting on Fox uh, discouraged a number of states from purchasing and and using their voting systems. So therefore they lost money and, and Fox's position is you never were going to make that much money. But, you know, that to me, that's ultimately a detail, because I don't think Fox could really argue that Dominion's reputation was not harmed by this reporting. The question is going to be how much, and again, if Fox has the legal liability going forward. How much damage has been done because of this? Well, if we talk about in terms of the public perception of the integrity of our elections, If you'd asked me this question before our most recent 2022 election, I would have been inclined to say this is, this is, if not fatal, a very serious blow to the public perception of how our system operates. If if people can't trust that casting their votes um, is secure, that their ballots will not be counted, that's a death blow, I think, to democracy. Fortunately, I think in the last election, to a great extent, the public's confidence was restored by that. So if we're talking systemically, I think we dodged a bullet. Um, If the question is, what about public perception about the news media? Well, as you said, there have already been attacks on the credibility of the news media going back, certainly even before Donald Trump, from both the right and the left, political left, who have said the media can't be trusted, that the media are cynical, and that their only uh, goal is to make as much money as possible. The story that's coming out about what Fox was doing here certainly doesn't do anything to displace that perception. 
And I guess the other question is, will Fox loyal viewers believe any of this? My guess is that for the most part, they won't. They'll see it as fake news, and they'll continue to go back to Fox. So how that plays out in the long term, I don't exactly know, but I'll certainly be watching this case with a lot of interest as it goes forward. I imagine we all will, and I believe it's in April that the trial begins in this case. Did you read that? That's when it's scheduled for. Of course, there's always a chance that the parties might settle in advance, and speaking from a media lawyer possession, I really wish they would settle this case because... I always think, no matter how strongly I think one side is right or wrong, there's always a risk that damage will be done to the First Amendment uh, if if this case goes forward to trial. And, of course, eventually it might even end up in the U.S. Supreme Court. And I am not sure I want these questions to be decided by the high court anytime soon. As the the court is made up now. Uh, Well, Professor, thank you so much. Is there any final thought that you'd like to share, kind of reflecting before we take our break here and say goodnight? Well, I guess I would just say this, that it's really important for the public to realize that this was a highly charged situation, and the relationship between Fox and the Trump administration, I think, still needs to be fully assessed and um, understood. I think for most news media in this country, they would still argue that their role is to serve the public first, not any political interest. So we'll, we'll kind of have to see how that's developed as this case goes forward. Thank you so much for being part of the program tonight. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. Again, Professor Jane Kirtley, Director of the University of Minnesota's Silas Center for the Study of Media Ethics and Law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.